can this be true? 10,000 Delawareans angry, not just at a big, massive rezoning plan that can change some residential properties to commercial right near where they live, but uh, they're, they're calling out Matt Meyer, Newcastle County Executive, who's running for governor. So, little background here. I've been listening to these people. Uh, we've been exchanging some emails. I've talked to a couple of them. And this is the way I see it so far. Back in the 1990s, Tom Gordon, county executive, Newcastle County, put through the Unified Development Code. It's a process. So there's a process for rezonings that would increase transparency. And we know that there's been bumps in the road there with that, too but also make developer, the developers and government officials uh, jump through some hurdles to get rezoning approval. Now, this process included individual rezonings of land parcels, not mass rezonings, and doing feasibility studies and traffic studies, environmental impact, stuff like that. Well, there are thousands of people now who are learning that there's this planned mass rezoning of something like it was 87 now i hear it's down to 84 uh different parcels but it's going to be all at once and it's going to be uh making life in these neighborhoods hell according to people who live there and there's a number of neighborhoods so on the phone right now is bob alice he's one of the guys involved with this along with a handful of others bob thanks for being on hi rick how are you doing today i'm doing well i'm doing well so when I heard 10,000 people have signed on to uh, object to this, who are these 10,000 people? Where are they from? Where do they live? Well, Rick, uh, initially we started out uh, down here just south of the canal when we found out about this uh, rezoning plan. Uh, during that time, we reached out and found out that there were several other groups that were already involved with this, but we didn't interact uh, people at Insight, people at Bayberry, people at Whitehall, uh, and people north of the canal. So we started uh, gathering uh, interest from everyone. And by our estimates of the uh, number of people in these neighborhoods, uh, housing, number population, we're, we're estimating between ten and 15,000 people are now on board. Um, in addition to that, once when we first found out about this ordinance, uh, and started our organization down here uh, near Lighthouse Farm, uh, we were able to put together in one or two weeks uh, a meeting of over 300 residents who attended a meeting at the Port Penn Fire Hall, and it would have been between four and 500 people uh, had there been parking. People were parking a half a mile away. Uh, in addition to that, we have over 1,500 signatures uh, on a petition within two weeks and our uh, Facebook group has grown significantly. What we've done is also aligned ourselves with the uh, people from Whitehall and Bayberry and Insight um, to, uh, to form a stronger group and to start looking at the overall rezoning in general uh, and, and the opposition to this uh, ordinance 23083. Do you want to tell me about meetings that people can go to? 
Yes, there are okay. two meetings that people can go to. Uh, one is the land use meeting on January 16th and the council meeting on January 23rd, where the ordinance will actually be voted on. In addition to that, Rick, we have a, a public meeting. Uh, Krista's group up in, in Newark is going to have a, a public meeting on January 13th at Troop 2 at 3 p.m. Uh, our group is currently uh, finding a venue for an additional meeting down here south of the canal, and we're hoping to have that on January 3rd or 4th, another public meeting uh, with great information for anyone who wants to get involved or just to get more information about this ordinance. All right, so so tell us more about this ordinance uh, and, and what it's going to do and, and why so many thousands of people are upset about this. So I'll give you a little history on this. So in my case, back in September, received a um, an, uh, mail uh, – snail mail from the county informing us that there was going to be a public hearing on October 17th regarding the rezoning of 87 properties throughout the county, and ours was one of them because we were in 300 feet of the parcel at Lighthouse Forum. Um, After doing some more investigation, we found out that most of the neighbors around here never even received the notification. And those who did, uh, the county said they sent out two. Most of them only received one, as I I did. Uh, And this seemed to be uh, proliferated throughout all of the other uh, uh, neighborhoods that we've been aligned with. Anyone on the north side of our development never received anything at all. So we ended up at this meeting on October 17th, which was the land use meeting. And there were literally hundreds of people there. Uh, in opposition to 23083. Uh, that meeting lasted over five and a half hours and, uh, and formed a better alliance with us. So that's kind of where, how we started this thing. You know, um, I just did bring this up on the county website. 23-083, is that right? Yeah. There's rezoning Apoquinamink 100, Ardentown, uh, Brandywine 100, Christiana 100, Mill Creek, Newcastle, Pencater, Red Lion, St. George's. I mean, my gosh. Uh, and, and what you're saying is this really does violate at least the spirit of the Unified Development Code because it's mass rezoning, not just you know particular parcels as has been done in the past. Is that right? That's correct, Rick. And what we're saying is that this ordinance, the simplest, the simplest solution, uh, is to scrap this ordinance and start over again and ask the state for an extension. Uh, what's interesting is that council presented this uh, uh, ordinance in June of 2023. It's now December of 2023, and they keep stating that they had 18 months to get this thing done. The, um, the uh, UDC and the comprehensive plan, the comprehensive plan, the 2050 plan, is only a a suggestive document, not a rezoning document. The ordinance is the actual rezoning document. So what we want is that this thing be scrapped and go back to the proper channels and each property have a plan presented and uh, public hearings and go through the process as it has been for basically all time here in Delaware. You know, uh, Bob, it's, yeah, but Bob, it's it's very unusual that people get upset about a process. 
No, it's it's usually uh, because something is about to affect their life in a way that they don't like. So that's, that's my correct. that's my question. Uh, what is everybody worried about that this is how this is going to affect their uh, their life in a negative way? Okay, so in some cases, uh, the upzoning would move the zoning designation from either suburban or farmland uh, to uh, business flex, which would allow any building, even as large as 100,000 or a million square feet, to be put in their backyard. Warehouses, Um, things like that to generate a lot of truck traffic. That's what I'm envisioning. Is that what you guys are worried about? Yeah, in the case of um, Whitehall alone, the impact would be approximately 720 tractor trailers per day. So if you look at that, plus the environmental impact of air pollution, noise pollution, light pollution, and uh, traffic impedance, it's it's a huge, huge undertaking, and uh, and it, it would just ruin the neighborhood. How do you know that? How do you know 720? How do you know 720 tractor trailers a day? That is the uh, – when the proposal was presented to land use, that's the approximate number of trucks that they had provided to them, uh, so it became public knowledge. Man. Yeah, and we're talking about a residential area here. We're talking about, in some cases, especially in Whitehall, um, in some cases it would be 34 feet from someone's property line. I can understand why people are angry, yes. So the other thing, Rick, I just wanted to to bring this up because I found it quite interesting in the Delaware Online article yesterday where uh, Mr. Meyer scoffs at the notion that the county comprehensive plan was secretive. And then he goes on to talk about how there were 50 public meetings and a review of 115 written public comments and 2,000 residents and everybody that was involved. Well, if you look at 50 meetings, that averages out to be about 40 people per meeting. And if you look at 115 responses, that's about two per meeting. We uh, we put together, uh, you know, a, um, a petition with 1,500 signatures in, in two weeks. So most of these meetings were during COVID, and it doesn't really appear that he had much support for this or that the public was properly informed. You say most during COVID, 2020, 2021. What was the time frame there? Yeah, in that 2020 to 2021 time frame, 2022, where people were still reluctant to go out, even though there were Zoom meetings, uh, they're still saying that only 2,000 residents appeared. I mean, we have 15,000 right on board now, and we've only been doing this uh, collectively for, uh, you know, a few months. What do you want to happen? I, I know you already told me what you want to see happen is uh, scrap this thing and do something else. But uh, but does it look like um, this is on a fast track to happen anyway? We're not sure because at the, at the uh, planning board meeting last week, they didn't take a vote on the original ordinance, but they uh, they put in a suggested a suggestion to remove certain parcels from the ordinance, which we're not really sure is even legal. However, I, th- I want everybody to remember that even though these are suggested changes, the parcels still remain in the ordinance until they're voted on by council, which will be in January. So, um, 
so we've been uh, trying to bring to light all the actual evidence, all the actual stories from the people. Uh, I mean, we have, Rick, we have veterans uh, like over in Whitehall who had specifically moved there with PTSD, severe PTSD, so they can live in a quiet area for the rest of their lives. And then this comes about where they'll have this right in their backyard. So none of this quality of life um, has been taken into consideration uh, in the past. And now we're bringing that all to light. And, uh, and we've, been, we've been getting some decent response from that. I will reach out to Matt, invite him to be on the show and, and talk about this as well. And, and in doing so, what are some of your main concerns that you think he should address? I think the main concern is, is he should listen to the residents of Delaware because they've lost confidence in, in, the, entire, uh, in the entire council and in the entire – well, I shouldn't say the entire council. I should say uh, in the process, the public process, and some of our legislators. Now, we have some great legislators, even from the state side, that have joined us, uh, um, Nicole Poor, Kevin Hensley, who who really didn't have to get involved. You know, it's a it's a uh, it's a county issue, and they're state representatives. No, you've Karen you've Hardy, got yeah, you got one Democrat, one Republican right there. Right, and you have Karen Hartley Nagel, who's president of council, is adamantly against this, and has been on, on our side since the very beginning, and and uh, and has been extremely supportive of us. So uh, so. We have not only the public opinion, but we do have our legislators' opinions and support on this measure. All right, I want to get us to a couple of phone calls here. We've got Dale on the phone, 302-529-1017. Hey, Dale, it's Rick. You're on with Bob. Hello, Rick and Bob. Um, I just wanted to add something to what Bob was saying in regards to what got everybody motivated. Rick, you are absolutely correct that having these massive warehouses in potentially in our backyards help motivate Whitehall and the Dutch Neck Farms folks and people around Port Penn and the folks around Delaware City with the rezoning potential there and insight up in Wilmington. However, the more we found out about how they were just circumventing the entire rezoning process and trying to cram these through as an ordinance, the more infuriated we got. So with or without those parcels being pulled in the substitute ordinance, we are just adamant that this ordinance needs to be killed, period, and they need to follow the darn process. County Executive Matt Meyer said to a reporter, the majority of parcels being rezoned, involve common sense alignments with how public land is already being used. That's what he said. Bob, what do you say to that? What I say to that is that's all well and good and let them go in one at a time like everything else. There's no no reason to uh, do them in a mass rezoning. And and if you want to talk about here's, here's one example that I think he uses and it's pretty it's pretty interesting. So uh, it's the Glasgow Park over on Route 14896. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's scheduled to be rezoned to parkland or open space or whatever. Well, you know, that, that, that land was purchased in, uh, in the 90s for $15 million, and it's zoned, uh, I believe it's zoned commercial now. They're looking to change the zoning. Well, the county owns it. They're never, ever going to build anything on it unless the county is going to build a warehouse there, which I doubt is going to happen. So that's just one example 
uh, of a rezoning that really doesn't even have to be done. All right, uh, Dale, did you want to get in on uh, the quote that, uh, hey, um, this thing is being done according to the code? Yeah, it's not being done according to the code. The normal process is individual rezonings, and realistically, they pass the modifications to the comprehensive code back in 2022, in July, I believe. So they've had 18 months to do these as individual zonings, and yet they chose and introduced an ordinance in June of this year to do this as a mass rezoning. Why? Why did, for some of these rezonings that are truly just technical changes, as Matt Myers suggests, you could have had a public hearing follow the process and there wouldn't even have been public comments because some of them are minor, but a lot of them are not minor, especially the upzonings and trying to shove them through in this ordinance. It just stinks. Okay, I got a question. If, if you guys have any indication that there's any particular one developer or two developers that are interested in having this done? No. Okay. Uh, that's that's another, another big question, Rick, is that what what is the underlying factor in this? Because it just doesn't make sense. You know, uh, a person who's a landowner who's now zoned suburban would automatically be zoned business flex, and his property value immediately, without anything being done, would quadruple. Got it. All right, guys. Um, we could get to a couple calls. We don't have much time here. But I want to get the final word with you guys before we get to the phone calls. And that is, I guess, you want folks to come out to the meetings, learn more about this, and have their voices heard as well, right? That's correct. And write people on council that they object to it, write Matt Meyer that they object to it, write their state officials that they object to it. Do you have one particular Facebook page where people could see where these meetings are on January 13, 16, and 23rd? Yes, it's on Facebook. It's called Ordinance 23-083. There you go. But I want to get to Smart Bob if we have to take a break in a minute here. Bob, it's Rick. You're on. A couple things. One, this is already going on. The truck um, I call them farms uh, from all throughout Middletown, Patriot Drive. I think it's one of the reasons the school uh, uh, proposal went down. It's it's a disaster with truck traffic. And then if you take 896 up rather than 301, you will see before you get to the shop right on the west side of 896, you'll start to see truck farms already built further out. And some of these just come south of that. And a lot of people put a lot of money into development uh, between the Summit Bridge and, and then all of a sudden you come upon these uh, truck farms. So I would think the developers would be outraged because the people are getting really upset and the land is worthless now for de- further development. So there's something very, one of your speakers said there's something very confusing here. There's something very, very confusing. Uh, all of these different proposals to raise taxes makes no sense to have them all land at the same time when people can't digest it. 
I think the Democratic Party would be a great risk if they drop all this stuff down. All right, Bob, thanks very much. Uh, we got to wrap this up getting into news. So on Facebook, Ordinance 23-083. Ordinance 23-083 is the Facebook page. Bob and Dale, um, I'm going to reach out to County Executive Matt Meyer, invite him to be on the show, talk about this as well, and I think this is probably not the last time we're going to talk about it. All right? Great. Thank you, Rick. We appreciate the time. 